Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities. Joining me today is clinical nurse manager Susie Hall from the Brighton Vaccination Centre. It's a mass vaccination centre, so thank you for your time, Susie. How long has the vaccination centre hub been open um, in Brighton and roughly how many people are you seeing a day? The vaccination centre has been up and running since the third week in January and we've been open seven days a week. Um, we have seen various amounts of people coming through our doors from the minimum of 500 to the maximum of 2,800 per day. Oh so some days are quiet, some days are busy. That's, that is a huge number of people, isn't it? What hours are you open on those uh, seven days a week? So we're, our first patient we receive around 8.40 and our last patient's appointment is at 7.35 in the evening. So that's almost 12 hours a day. Yeah, well, well that's, so in total, do you know how many um, jabs you've done uh, since you opened? Have you been keeping a running total? We have. Um, I think the last count, it was about, 56,000, maybe even 60,000 by now. That was the last count. And we are about to ramp it up from next week. So it's going to get really busy. Yeah. So, so how many staff have you got there, um, you know, working with you? So we have um, a, quite a, a massive workforce currently of um, interesting people, all from different backgrounds, um, a lot of cabin crew. Um, and in total, I think there's probably near on to 200, 250, but depending on who takes the shifts. And some people have got bank shifts, some people have more permanent uh, short-term contracts. Depending on the needs, we, we work out needs per pod so if we have like um 500 patients in we would only need one or two pods whereas if we had 2800 people in we would need six pods worth of staff so the staffing levels do vary on a day-to-day -day basis so they can be from a basic day of one pod which was probably about 50 staff to the six pods which would be a lot more and they work various shifts during the day Wow, managing that and organising those um, rotors must be uh, quite complex. Yes, <laughs> we'll say yes. In a it word. Is, it is quite tricky and lots of new staff, lots of transient staff, staff that work across various vaccination sites, although we are the biggest here in Brighton. And um, you mentioned cabin crews. So for people who, who don't know, um, how, how, is that, how, how does that happen? So as you well know, due to the COVID pandemic, we had lots of staff who went on furlough and um, they were recruited through staffing and they have been a large part of our recruitment drive and they have been amazing. They have such a strong transferable skill set. It's been fantastic um, from people skills, dealing with difficult situations, taking on new information, delivering a fantastic level of patient care. It's been it's been really lovely. Oh, that's good. I, I mean, I 
I would imagine that um, working on an aeroplane cabin crew, that's quite a pressurised environment and it's all about customer service, isn't it? Doing? Absolutely. I mean, we joke a lot. We, we say meet and greet is one of their strengths. And would you like to come this way? Would <laughs> yes. you like to come this way? And, and at this max vaccination centre, that's what we need. We yeah. need people who are patient and consistent and smiley and calm and presentable and they've just been brilliant you're sunflower friendly which is fantastic um and yes i can see you've got your your badge on there so that's nice for anyone who wears a sunflower to recognize that you've had the training how has the training gone down how have your um your fellow colleagues found it it's been received very well i think it's given lots of people food food for thought something that we take for granted um has created a lot of issues around people not being able to communicate with a mask on yeah and it's had a real impact on patient care i've got to be honest it's made me quite deaf as well put a mask on and you can't hear people and they can't hear you and i and I think that's without any disabilities. Um, and I found it quite difficult to communicate with people. It's been quite difficult with the mask on. Um, and with the benefits of the hid, um, hidden disabilities, it's made it a lot easier for people to tell us something with a visual aid. Yeah. And it's worked quite successfully. If somebody has come to you and said, I, I can't, wear a mask because I have a disability which is preventing me from wearing it how have you dealt with those situations we get that every day we've had three so far today so at the moment um whether it's classed as a hidden disability it's still a disability and it isn't visual visual so we're beginning to see the uh, returning cohort of our first cohort which was the elderly so a lot of people who are over 80 who haven't been out at all found it really overwhelming to come here they put on a mask they can't understand you and they go I'm sorry love I'm deaf I can't hear you yeah and immediately when they say that we get a nice visor pop the visor on take the mask off and they go oh yeah and suddenly they can watch your lips move and they communicate yeah. And you can see yeah. the relief on their face. And there's nothing that replaces a smile. And by yeah. covering your face up, you lose that smile, you lose that contact. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? The connection through, um, through your facial expressions is, is incredibly powerful. Have you seen many people with disabilities coming through your doors? And do you see people wearing the lanyard? In our older generation, not so many. Our younger generation, the people that are um, have hidden disabilities, learning disabilities, deafness, um, just needing a bit longer to process information. Yeah. Um, dyslexia, agoraphobic. Um, we've seen the younger people wearing the hidden disabilities lanyards, and that's been really helpful. And I had recently a son and a mum. So it was very clear to me that both of them had issues and we yeah. didn't need to talk about them. And I said, can I support you in any way? So it stood out to me in the crowd, that nice, bright coloured yellow and green. And so I could go over to them and say, introduce myself and say, is there, is there anything I can help you with? You want to do that in a positive manner and in a 
sensible approach and and it was quite successful um and they were grateful at first i think they thought because um unfortunately because we're the nurse managers wear this navy with the red they're thinking why am i being singled out and i just say look i just noticed your lanyard is there anything i can do to help you yeah um and they can turn around and say I'm fine or yes please or no everything's fine and I wanted to make them feel at ease and a little bit special and a little bit actually we're there to help them if they have got any issues. What's the process is there queuing outside or how does it how does it work? It takes about 40 40 minutes half an hour to go through the process so we would um like to see that happen in a timely manner yeah. and so for me they queue before they get into the center because a lot of people turn up early and we try and hold them back so they don't come in any earlier than half an hour from their appointment so that's the first queue they queue up to go through what we call queue flow um, so the lanyards are visible there and then they queue up to get their assessment then they go up the stairs and they queue again to go into the pods to have their vaccination. So that's one, two, three, four queues. Is there the facility for people who have mobility issues to sit down? We have 15 volunteers a day, and especially in our cohort one or any cohort, um, we have um, probably about 30 wheelchairs and we have seats at appropriate places. And if we identify at queue flow that someone has a hidden disability, we immediately, if it's necessary, offer them a wheelchair and a volunteer to stay with them through the process. Susie, you've, you've moved to a different location. Can you can you explain to us what, what I can see in the background and what that room is used for? So I've moved to a different location. I'm in the same room. It's massive. So we've got transferable um, situation here in the Bright, uh, Brighter Centre. This is where Life BC, before COVID, <laughs> people used to come and have a little drink or a little waiting area. It's now been converted into our briefing room. So we come here every morning, sign in, um, sit down and have a briefing with us, the nurse managers and the operational managers, just about what's anticipated as the day progresses and what's likely to go on that day and any particular things that are happening that day and any issues we've got and then we allocate staff accordingly to go and work in a pod maybe do drawing up maybe um vaccinating maybe doing the assessment maybe observing maybe marshalling maybe doing queue flow so there's yeah. quite a few jobs to give out we need the two meter distancing as mm. well so that's kind of incorporated into this are you the biggest one in, in Sussex? We are. We're the flagship. Would you have any advice to any other vaccination hubs? We are on a giant roller coaster in this COVID pandemic and we need to embrace anything, any help, any advice that anyone can give us to make our job easier. And if it means taking three, five minutes to watch a video, talk about it with all your staff, be inclusive, um, respect others' disabilities, be a, raise awareness of people not needing to express that they um, get become frustrated that they've got hidden disabilities and they can just simply 
wear a lanyard or see your badge on your top, see your mm. badge on your top and be able to express and um, how they're feeling and for you to ask those simple questions like, is there anything I can do to help you? What would make it easier for you? Shall I, shall I pop on a visor? Just makes life so much easier. Do you see a ray of hope now as we move towards the summer? I do. It feels really great. I mean, for 30 odd years in nursing, we always talked when we had training about a pandemic. And you know what? It's in my heart. It's there. And I came out of semi-retirement to come and help vaccinate the nation because I feel passionate that this is our road out. And already when you see on the news that there's now 32 million, 35 million, 36 million, you think, I've actually done something and you can go home and think I've done my bit to me every patient's the same yeah. and I treat everyone with the respect they need I think sometimes people just need a little bit more help the hidden disability sunflower is working with the NHS to support people with hidden disabilities during the vaccine rollout by providing free hidden disability sunflower training and products to NHS vaccination centres if you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hiddendisabilitystore.com. Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others, and join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the hidden disability sunflower.